welcome to episode six of Politics Podcast, desperately seeking the affirmative. I'm your co-host, Laura. And I'm the other co-host, Chris. Laura and Chris. Yes, uh, better better known as C.P. McLennan on the internet, Uh, at C.P. McLennan for me and at Laura's Pond for this beautiful woman across the desk from me as we (laughs) record this. He's so flattering. Although I kind of like Lauren Chris. It sounds like some sort of either restaurant or sitcom. clothing line. Not oh, a sitcom. we could have our own sitcom. Like really trashy sitcom. <laughs> that would be interesting. We could do it about polyamory even. And that brings us to why we're here. Oh, Politics that's right. is all about us talking about our wild and wacky experiences in the poly lifestyle. Wacky. Yes, wacky. I don't know. They're not wacky that often. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if they were, though? Uh, yeah. Well, it'd be better than some of the situations we've gone through. This is true. Not that all the situations have been bad. Luckily, most of them haven't been. But today we're talking about the ones we say yes to. And that means? Actually looking for consent. Consent. I, I remember that I went to a... Sex Geeks meeting in Toronto, the first time I went to one of these. And the whole concept of the whole meeting was consent, consent, consent. And I was fairly new to the whole sex blogging thing at the time and thought, there's got to be more to it than that. And I didn't quite get how important that was until later. How it's, that's the number one rule, that's the only rule. After consent, really everything else pales. Isn't the sign up on M4 that says consent is mandatory? Or you get thrown out, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's Club M4 in Toronto, which is one of the swinger clubs here that has that sign. Yes. And so where are we going to start? We're going to start um, with old-fashioned assumptions about monogamy and about where we came from, I think. Because sort of laying the baseline of what maybe my assumptions were prior to this lifestyle when I enter what is assumed a monogamous relationship. And what does consent look like in that? You don't, you don't, I didn't really give it any thought because so much of how we're conditioned or media shows us is that there's a lot of assumptions when it comes to monogamous relationships that you assume when somebody asks you to be your girlfriend or boyfriend that it's exclusive and that you assume that you can touch them without asking and you assume that you'll get to play with them and you assume like there's all these assumptions that come into play. I mean, Mm -hmm. how was it for you? Well, a lot of that to me is it's not even so much monogamous based because there are some monogamous couples who are heavy into consent and watching for consent and everything else. It's to me, it's more about the traditional view where the man is above the woman. Oh. And a lot of them will then say, she now belongs to me, which is complete and utter horseshit. And it's uh, religion and tradition has this history now of where the men were always superior. And the consent was just, once you were married, you were his, and consent was given in a lot of cases. It was assumed. It was assumed in a lot of cases. And I think that is such trash in our history and it's something we should be ashamed of as a society however it is history unfortunately it's not all history because there are still some people like that see that in a lot of religious which just really it's like again the chalkboard and the nails and scratching (laughs) and it makes me shiver thinking of all these i actually did just shiver too and maybe think of all these women who are oppressed by the 
men that they're with. And that's not just the men. Sometimes it's the parents. Sometimes, you know, the, you have to obey your husband. But that's, again, assumed consent based yeah. on rules that you didn't consent to in the first place. You just went along with because this is how you were taught it was supposed to be. It wasn't a choice. Consent is about a choice. Yes, it is. It's about having ownership of yourself so that you have the basic human right of of saying yes or no to whatever it is. Which, of course, then we have the man in orange and his transgender ban, for example, in the military, <laughs> oh, and taking Lord. away the want for choices south of us. Luckily, we're not in that country, but that's still a frightening move to see that they're going that direction. Yeah. Because that, again, is taking away choice from people who have made a very courageous choice to actually be who they are as opposed to hiding in the shadows. So they didn't give consent to what's going on there and they're now probably potentially getting booted out of the military down there or not getting in in the first place. So where does this roll back to Polly? So when we first started dating, like, okay, so when we first started dating, yes, I read your writing. Yes, we talked about things. But when we started dating, did you assume that we were monogamous? Like when we, I know we had conversations and very quickly were talking about being open, but what were your assumptions at that time? I think that I assumed we were monogamous until we talked about it. Yeah. Again, because of knowing the traditions and probably how you would have, I thought, felt about it. Now it turned out, and very happily, so that both of us wanted to go the other way. So we figured that out pretty quick. But I think the default assumption was this was going to be exclusive and monogamous, even though I was coming out of solo poly for a bit myself. So I remember also being so uncomfortable because again when you try anything new that you're not used to and when you have someone's feelings that you care about in the mix it's kind of hard to leap out in certain ways and ask for consent like ooh i like that guy over there like like at first saying that to someone you love that's hard mm-hmm. <laughs> or saying may i touch him or may i touch her or may i do this or may i no. do that and and asking for permission because again with this sort of i also assumed we were monogamous at first so you're asking kind of for permission as opposed to for for consent and then, but saying it in a way that I feel like I'm not hurting your feelings, mm-hmm. right? That like, I want that over there, but it doesn't mean I love you or care for you any less. And I think something, if you step that back a little bit, a lot of monogamous couples will have this as a soft conversation, sitting, watching some Hollywood movie where the wife, I mean, assuming they're a straight couple, you never know, but I'm assuming the wife watches the screen and says, oh, that Tom Cruise is cute, but she can get away with that because it's not realistic. In our case, we've gone to where it's now realistic that you can look at a gentleman and say, I like him. I'd like to play with him. If he's in our lifestyle, fill your boots. And we, My favorite is when you, we look around and you're like, so who are you into? <laughs> who do you like? Yeah, Is there anybody here who catches your eye? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've done that. But I think that actually a lot of monogamous traditional couples, as I say, do that as a kind of a soft boot. They'll be sitting and Hollywood is a safe way to do it. You're watching a screen and nobody's realistic, but you still do the same things that I'd like that person. Whereas if you're at a sex club, then it's a step up. Now it actually is a possibility and that they would never do, even though they've talked about it on a, you know, and it's not really not a requirement for consent. Then it's just fantasy. 
But once you get into that where now it's real, then you have to get the consent involved. And that's something that most people, I guess a lot of people wouldn't get to that level. Yeah, so because uh, I remember, I don't know if it was our, was that our first time that we had gone to a sex club and played, that, I, that you actually had to intervene with somebody because they didn't ask for consent. No, that's right. Yeah, I had to pull them off of you. That was four years ago now. It was one of our first times at M4, and they didn't have... They had, I think they had the sign up already that says consent is mandatory. You'll be escorted out if you touch without consent. But we were new. We didn't really push beyond me pulling the guy off of you. And it wasn't so much off of you. You were standing. He just went to touch your breasts. Never asked, just assumed. And I grabbed his arm and pushed him away. And I think I might have said something about, no, you asshole. You've been told no, in fact. Because he had actually, actually, I take it back. He had, I think, one asked. Yes, he did. And we had said no. That's right. So I was a little abrupt with him and he backed off then. Shouldn't have had to have been that abrupt. And we've talked about some of, especially with the single guys at these sex clubs, that there is some entitlement with some of them. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's part of all this is there's a, and I talked about this in a post I did a couple of years ago about the guys and how consent seems to go out the window when this predatory mindset, a pack hunting goes on but i also think it's part of the way that guys look at girls right like if i'm a proud slut like i'm very proud about it and i'm very ethical about it but i love sex i love you know the activity of sex i love doing it with people i love i also like doing it with people i don't love as recreational i just enjoy the activity and for some reason guys seem to think that somebody who's like that that gives them full reign, that I'm available to their whim, that I don't have a say in what I want just because I am this way. And it's extremely frustrating. And then some of them who you might turn down will then get upset and insult you and call you nasty things and yeah, things because, all on you. Yeah. Because apparently I, it's the objectifying of it. Absolutely. Right? Because like I say this even in my profiles, like I'm really do not appreciate being objectified. Like, don't look at me and I'm not here just for your pleasure. In fact, I am a full-fledged human being with feelings and you need to talk to me and respect me that way or I'm not giving you the time of day. And then if you sexualize me or objectify me right away and I say, no, thank you, then yes, they go, they feel full-fledged to attack me in every possible way because I rejected them. And on the dating sites and such that we've been on. I've, you've, you've showed me some of the messages. Yeah. And some of them are a riot. And not really <laughs> in a good way, but in a way that you realize this guy's not going to be getting any for a long time with that attitude. And we've learned not to respond to them good, which is really the best policy in that case. Yeah. But it's still fun to watch. <laughs> you know what's interesting, too, is the guys who demand um, your attention. Yeah. So just because I'm online, they're like, hello. And then, and a couple hours later, hello. And a couple hours later, why don't you want to talk to me? And a couple hours later, how are you doing today? And then the next, like, it's just, I obviously am not responding. Mm -hmm. You know, just because you message me doesn't give you the absolute right for me to message you back. I mean, I do have a choice in the matter, right. whether or not I choose to respond to you. Mm -hmm. And I have an example of that now for me, where I have a woman that I've been talking to the last week or so. I met probably about two weeks ago and I texted her the other night. We were talking about getting together and something's gone awry with her on the other end. 
And I asked, are you okay? Haven't got a response since. I'm not going to text her again. I'll leave her be and just let her do whatever she has to. Another week or two, I'll delete her number just so I'm not tempted to ever text her again because that's not worth it to me to go and abuse that. She cut things off and I have, I know it has nothing to do with me because I don't, you know, I don't know her. Yeah, well, she doesn't talking. really know person. you. But she has not given me consent to go on beyond that. And that to me says, you know what? If she comes back to me, great. If she doesn't, no big loss because I didn't know her that well. But that's, as you say, though, a lot of guys don't get that message. They think it's their entitlement that they have consent to just badger you until you give in. It's the metaphor of the old caveman coming over and whacking her on the head and then putting her on his shoulder and taking her back to the cave. It just doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't make for a happy get-together, for one thing. These days, in fact, she can probably have you thrown in jail for that. Not the messaging part, but I mean the cave and the thumping. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But you know what's interesting? It's not just guys. Some girls also. Like, I mean, you have a story about um, someone who kept after you. And, uh, you know, sort of had expectations beyond what you gave consent to. Yes. She was new to Polly and was very interested. This happened a couple of months back, yeah. She, from a traditional monogamy perspective, was going at it in her mind still from that. And there was some neediness to it, which I just, no. I can't do that. Give a specific example. Like, what does what do you mean neediness? Is it how many times she messaged you? Is it what that she asked you to do that you weren't able to do? Or what what does that look like? Actually, yeah. In this case, it was that she wanted to see me a lot more often than I could. Yes. You know, I, I've and this is part of again. I've said I really can't date a woman like you have a boyfriend, but I can't date a woman that way because it's going to take away from my writing. In this case, she wanted to see me. Regularly and very quickly. I think we went out twice and then suddenly she wanted to see me again the next night and not clicking into her that I have a wife, I have four kids, I have writing, I have other stuff and not that it should have. I mean, again, she's coming at this new and she at first got very upset and then she turned it around and saw what she was doing. So I was very happy when she did that. But at first she got upset with me because she was expecting a lot more than I had consented to right off the bat. And she did, as I say, turn it around and realized what she, she actually saw what she was doing. I think she actually spoke to you about it because she was also in contact with you. That's right. And she got herself on track, realized that she needs something more than I can offer, which is fantastic realization. I applaud her. She's in search of what she needs. She's yeah. in search of her bliss, as you like to say now. Yeah, well, she's looking for a primary, and, yeah. and you have a primary, so you can't can't offer that. The whole thing to me was that I, I don't... I, like, it was non-consent that I hadn't gone ahead and said, we can do this to that level, but she did back it off. But it's still, yeah, it was still well beyond what I would have been able to do. I think part of consent is is what I'm seeing in the pattern of us talking is assumptions. Like she just assumed that you would want to see her day after day, like every day. That you know that this we have we come at this relationship 
any relationship really with sort of these preconceived notions of what our parents told us, what we've seen, what the media says, and and then have these like expectations without conversation, um, without sort of you know, communicating, we don't automatically communicate our needs and our wants. Like it's so much of it is assumed. Well, it's the non-existence of no, as opposed to actively seeking the existence of a yes, which is what consent should be. The assumptions are the non-existence of the no. Well, that is probably out of everything I've read. And I think it's, I got this from reading something somewhere and I've apologize to whoever I got this from because I'm not crediting it properly, but it was you actively seek the yes instead of waiting for the no. Yes, that's correct. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Hell yes. (laughs) Fuck yeah. And that's it, right? Like you're sitting there like, okay, so let's say this, that it's in, it's in sort of a sexual situation. So I'm sitting beside a guy and I'm looking for clues about whether or not he wants to engage sexually. Right. And so, you know, do I look at him a certain way? Do I kind of say, you know, do I outright ask, you know, may I touch you? And, you know, if the guy responds with, eh, that's not a hell yes, right? That's, That's not like a uh, what the yes you're seeking for. You're looking for someone who's going to go, hell yeah, of course, right? Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. As opposed to, you know, waiting for for aggressively attacking something and waiting for them to say no. Because you assume consent and then wait for the rejection as opposed to looking for the consent. So it's always from the positive perspective. And I've done it on play dates where, I mean, it's been pretty much assumed, although I never assume until I actually get into their presence and everything when I have a planned play date. But I'll jokingly send them a text ahead of seeing them. Wanna fuck? And usually if they come back, hell yes, well, there's kind of my consent. I still go ahead and make sure. And the joke is, of course, the pickup line, wanna fuck? Like, that works? (laughs) It works for you. It's the old one from Friends. Hey, how you doing? You know, it's just... Really? Yeah. So, I never start with the nice shoes part. That's actually the line. Nice shoes want to fuck. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting because I also find myself in other ways actively seeking consent because I'm a real hugger. Like, I love to hug people. And not everyone likes that, I've discovered. So now I find that I I do my best to stand back and say, you know, may I hug you and really wait for a good response uh, because I want to hug them. But if they don't want it, then that's violating their space. Mm-hmm. So that's something new that not new, newish that I've been really trying to be good about um, to respect other people's physical spaces. And when you see them in the city mm-hmm. now, they hold up the signs that say free hugs. They yes. don't go around offering hugs immediately to people. <laughs> they wait for you to come to them. Yes. Because of this. Yeah. Exactly. Because not everybody is a hugger. I'm I, not really a hugger. No. It's but, one thing with you because, of course, we're married and that's kind of part of our thing. But it's a shame because you're such a good hugger. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Where were we now? I've gotten confused. Okay. We were talking about consent. Yes. Um, uh, seeking the hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Desperately seeking the hell yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm making fun of Madonna now. Is, is there any other stories you have about others that we've been engaged with that have made assumptions or that went wonky with consent? There was the guy you were first dating, started yeah. about a year ago, who we talked about how we've talked about on previous episodes, he never checked in with me on anything. So there was no consent given. And again, we are a couple. We are a we. It's not a you or an I. And when you're, in my opinion, 
when you're dating someone in a couple, you need to at least reach out or have access to both to make sure they're both on the same page. Absolutely. So there was no consent in him coming to me and saying, are you cool with this? And I will applaud the guy that you're dating now has done that. He did text me and just kind of a, a vague text, which is all I needed. Just saying, you're cool with things? I said, yeah, we're cool, no problem. Off he goes. Yeah, and it, it also, part of it I think depends on the type of relationship you want to have with somebody, right? The guy I'm dating now, I'm very into and would really like to see this be successful for however long it's meant to be. And because of that, you sort of want to have everyone that is important and involved on board, right? Like I don't want to do anything that's going to harm his relationship. So he's married, has very young children. Um, I want to make sure that she, uh, his wife agrees that she, uh, sees me as a plus in their life and not, not a somebody, threat, not a threat. So that this can all work because, you know, we're very much a primary relationship. They're very much a primary relationship. And I respect that. And I don't, you know, I've reached out to her many times and had conversations with her about, um, you know, are you okay with this? Is there anything that, you know, anytime you want to talk? Um, and then, you know, seeing her in person as well, like making sure that I'm not, I'm watching her, making sure I'm not crossing any boundaries or doing anything that I feel that would make her uncomfortable. So, okay, maybe being, in this case, married makes it different because they realize they need the consent of their own partner anyway. So it makes it easier than to deal with somebody else who's sort of in, in the, the same situation because you get it like you know yeah. what it's like day to day to have to deal with work and kids and house and all the things you're supposed to deal with you can relate you have a lot of empathy for them and you're clear on what your priorities are in your life and then therefore you're able to communicate that and then the other the people that get involved can either accept that or not and and that's that i think that is that i mean consent is a subject that you can go on for eons about there's plenty of other shadows and realms and zones that you could go into with it. But I think for our purposes, I think that's, we've covered, I think, what we need to. Do I have your permission to end the program? You have my permission. Th and you know what? After we turn off, you may even be rewarded. Lego? <laughs> yeah, oh. I'm thinking Lego, Chris. Totally. Oh, okay, sorry. No, no, that's... Uh... Yes, okay, we're not doing the PS4 thing. Anyhow, uh, Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer are still not on our show. I, I like how we have to state the obvious every week. It's like, no, they're not here. I'm going to start getting bitchy about this. <laughs> we're now six weeks. Come on, guys. Have we, have we Get even, with the program. Have we even tweeted at them? Well, he responded to me once, and this was one of, this is probably the biggest person to ever respond to me on Twitter. And it was something, just kind of a throwaway tweet he put out there about he wanted to decide if he was going to have fish and chips or sushi. Sushi. Well, I suggested to him sushi and chips. <laughs> and he responded, and I'm not even certain it was directed at me because I'm sure that other people gave him the same response I did. But it was one of those, oh, no, no, we're not doing that. So, yes, they have responded to, well, he's responded to me. Yes, but getting them on the podcast, that would be cool. We haven't tweeted at them about that. We will do that. We will do that. Okay. I'm Laura at Laura's Pond on Twitter. And I am Chris or on Twitter at C-P-M-C-C-L-E-N-N-A-N -N -N, 
or my website, www.cpmclennan.com, or my author, my author page on Facebook. And there's something else that we usually like to mention that we like? Feedback. See, I remember this week. Feedback's really important. Please reach out. Let us know how we're doing. If you have any questions or comments on our podcast, we would absolutely love, love, love to hear from you. You have our consent. That's still not a button for me to push to cause a big blare? That's not feedback? Uh, you could do that, but that's not the kind we're looking That'll for. That'll chase away our listeners. As- <laughs> if you want us to diminish our numbers, that would be a good way to do it. And in order not to diminish our numbers at this point, I guess we'll bid you good evening or good night or good morning or whatever you're listening to this. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.